This episode of United 96 is brought to you in part by Monday Development and Property Management. Whether you're beginning your first real estate purchase or a seasoned investor, Monday Development and Property Management can assist you with all aspects of the process. Kick off your next investment by visiting mondydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com. You are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. We are going live on a Memorial Day weekend, uh, early Memorial Day weekend episode of the podcast. Uh, we will not be live at 830 because we are live right now. That's right. <laughs> John, how are you doing, my friend? How's your weekend been going? Your holiday I'm good. weekend? This is a very strange mid-morning podcast this is a, i think we're breaking new ground i don't think we'll ever repeat it this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for you to watch live podcasting at 10 in the morning so i hope <laughs> i hope those of you who are watching realize what you're experiencing but uh yeah i had an okay weekend i got to go see uh a spirit game up close and personally yesterday and then uh that's been about it it's been a i've been kind of a quiet weekend what about you yeah it's been uh mostly most of the same i checked uh Checked out a, a kicker's watch party. Had the had a had a friend who provided the DC United game on a laptop, so I could watch both and and enjoy. Spent most of my time watching the DC game um, because that is that is my. Uh, you got a podcast about that? Yeah, I got a podcast about that, so I had, I had to pay attention, had to support it. And we'll get into we'll get into the not so good of that game coming up. I did have a a pretty good Sunday. Um, first of all, I want to say uh, screw you, ESPN, uh, because there was a uh, two Bundesliga. Uh, promotion fight and uh, ESPN decided to broadcast uh, two two Bundesliga games one with Hamburg which I understand they're probably the bigger club they probably have more fans I am probably the only person in the United States I will unless anybody from the Heidenheim area who probably supports Heidenheim because I you know I went to a game when I visited there so I said okay that's my team that's my two Bundesliga team I'm gonna follow them I got a jersey everything that's just kind of how I roll um, mm-hmm. I also support a team in Ireland because I went to see them play when I was in Ireland um, and they're doing fantastic right now. They're going to get promoted to the first division of Irish. So like all my like second teams are doing well right now. It's great. Um, but uh, ESPN decided not to broadcast the game. And I thought, OK, well, they're against a lower league team. I'm upset, but they should win this easily. Did not go well. They were down two one heading into stoppage time. It was really hilarious because Hamburg won the game. Oh, I don't, I, did you did you see any of this? Did you no. watch any of this? <laughs> no, no. So 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 basically, and and I'm I'm basically stalling because I want to get more people on the live show, and probably all of them are going to tune out at this point. But it was the craziest. Like it it was Man City winning the Premier. They won that Premier League mm-hmm. on like a last minute goal. It was very very close. That maybe even better. So basically, Hamburg needed uh, Heidenheim to not win against against uh, I forget the team they were playing. And they needed to win as well. So they scored. They go up one nothing. Full time is called. All the fans rush the field. I think even the stadium, because at that point, um, Heidenheim was down two to one. It was not. They were heading into stoppage time. It was not looking like they had two goals in him. So all the fans rush to the field. They start celebrating, thinking they have been promoted. They don't have to play in the playoff. Heidenheim goes to the playoff. And then Heidenheim gets two goals. There, there's a there's a penalty kick that is called, I think, in like the 93rd minute. Heidenheim score, they tie it. And then there is like, I think like six more minutes of stoppage time. They went to like 12 minutes. So there was a red card as well. 
Wow. Like of stoppage time at the end. And Heidenheim get the winner in the 99th minute, which sends Hamburg to the playoff. And on top of that, they they broadcasted the team that was currently top of the table because, oh, we'll get a trophy celebration out of this. This will be a trophy game. They lost four to nothing. Uh, great goal by Julian Green, by the way. They lost they lost four nothing. And so Heidenheim ends up winning the two Bundesliga. So they get the trophy celebration. <laughs> they get to the top of the table. Do they have to rush the trophy across town or how do they get it over? Do they have like multiples? I, I, I think I think that's what they do. I think the um that's you know, I think what they do, um, if I recall correctly, when um when uh DC when uh, Liverpool, I think, was playing in the Champions League or playing in the last week of the season and they needed like Man City not to win and they had to win or something like that to get the to get the premiership trophy. They had like a mock trophy. They had the team, the team that they think it has the best chance of winning or is in control of their destiny. They get the real trophy. And then there's like a second like fake trophy that's kind of there. So they don't have to like rush it over. Um, I don't know what they did. The Bundesliga was also crazy. I'm sure you saw that with um, Bayern yes. Munich winning again. Uh, we also had the Monaco GP, which was fun. Watch that. Was, that. Yeah, that was kind of annoying. <laughs> Uh, he can't keep getting away with it. Yeah, that's all we got to say about that one. <laughs> I uh, before we get started, I I found something funny in my uh, my drawer. I was looking for a I was looking for something, and I found I found this. I don't know if you can. I'm trying to see if it focuses. Yeah, can there we go. Just, can you see what yep. that says? It says a uh, U.S. It's U.S. Open Cup three Is time the... three time U.S. Open Cup champions DC United. A little pin. This is back when uh, DC United used to do at RFK pins for everything. I have in that cabinet. I have pins. For every championship Champions League game they played in mm-hmm. a certain year, and and I have season ticket holder pins, I have a bunch of stuff. But this one was my favorite, and of course I broke the back of it off trying to trying to get it off. Oh. The but I have this, and I don't know if they'll <laughs> ever add to this. I don't think they ever will. So I think I think this is good. I think this is locked in to be what it's going to be. So much. I would be I would be curious of the list of stuff that we talk about them doing immediately stopped once Kevin Payne left uh, left the team. Like I, 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 I have a strong inkling that that is true. Um, and yeah, so yeah, hope uh, maybe we'll win. Maybe we'll get a commemorative championship pin. Um, get a commemorative championship pin if we if we manage to pull something off. But twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, but uh, but not <laughs> not looking like it. Uh, not looking like it right now, especially after last week's game. DC United falling two one to Toronto FC and let's talk about the, the the lead up I talk about I talked about it a little bit on our on the Patreon show apologies again did not get to a spirit show I know I said I would try uh if they had had the pot if they had had the um they had had the uh the press conference on Thursday I would have definitely done it but they did it on Friday so and I was like well do I wait to do the whole show do I just do it and I said well, let me do this and then I'll try to get to the to the spirit one didn't end up getting to it um but uh but so we go into this week and there is a slew of stories. And and I saw the whole situation with Bernadeschi that was kind of brewing. And then I saw the, you know, him getting benched. And I thought, oh, man, I mean, Toronto FC are really in a lot of turmoil. It was at that comfortable level of turmoil. Then The Athletic drops an article. And I remember saying, oh, man, they are really in turmoil. But, oh, God, this now means if we lose, if we win this game, if they we lose this game, we're suddenly like this was a trap game. This is like a motivating factor. It was almost too much. I was like, please yeah. tell me that like Wayne's out there like taking away, telling everybody, do not read the athletic, do not, do not do it. Just don't do it. Nobody's reading the athletic. No NBC. But um, I think after this game, uh, there, there, I, there was some. 
There was some article right. speaking. Their IT department is banning the athletic uh, URL <laughs> from the Wi-Fi. It's like, nope, don't read it. <laughs> Talking to the uh, security folks. <laughs> we won't. We won't get in too deep into what that article said. But the thing that the only the funniest thing is that uh, was it Insignia or Bernadeschi that's just vaping inside, vaping on planes, vaping on during yeah. practice. <laughs> Gotler, it's it, very Euro. And, and I do wonder after this performance, th- this feels like this feels like two star players that are unhappy that are unhappy with their um, and, and maybe there are a couple others that are sort of on their side, but I have it. I find it hard. Like the, some of the accusations against, of course, against, against Bradley, where he does, we're not tactically ready. We're not, we're not doing enough tactics. And I thought the athletic article does a good job breaking that down where it's like, well, it's a difference of what Italian coaches do at this point in the season is there's not really a lot of like full fitness training. It's all just like tactics, tactics, breaking it down, breaking it down. And, and Bradley does a more full, you know, a full structured approach or maybe a, a training drill that's working on certain techniques is going to help them in this game in particular. And he wants to make sure it's down and focused on. And that doesn't come across well um, to a lot of players like Insignia and Bernadeschi who are used to different styles. So they're trying to get him kicked out. I do not think this changes the hot the hotness of um, of Bradley seat of Bradley seat. But it certainly will be uh, an interesting thing to watch. Uh, interesting thing to watch. The one thing to notice, too, is at the end of the game, I don't know if you saw it, the Bernadeschi was in street clothes, walking down the tunnel, waited till the team left, and Bob Bradley happened to walk down exactly at that time. And Bob Bradley, like, smacked him on the back as he was walking, and it kind of <laughs> caught him by surprise. And he, uh, as they're going in the tunnel, you can see, like, Bob put his hand out to Bernadeschi to, like, uh, like shake his hand, and he does as they walk in. But he, he definitely startled him. He was not expecting Bob Bradley <laughs> there. It was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah. what happened before that, we could talk about. Yeah, we can talk about we can talk about DC United coming out in this game, um, coming off very flat, uh, very poor, poor start, poor first half performance. Uh, John, where do you where do you want to begin with this? I mean, do we want to begin with the goal? Do we want to begin sure. with just overall? I think we should start with the lineup. So the, the he, he uh, Wayne puts out pretty much uh, the same lineup that he's been playing the last few games that was due to injury. A lot of players, of course, a lot of players were eligible to come back this week. The bench was very strong Had taxi burn bomb, Pedro Santos. Uh, who else was injured that came back? That might have been it. But once again, we rolled Nahar. with Samake. Nahar. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a big one. Uh, we rolled again with Samake on the left uh, and Durkin on the right. Uh, that did not go well. TKD had a bit of a uneven first. I don't believe that he was maybe as culpable in the first half performance as the two players I just mentioned, but he did have a couple of moments where he was not, his timing was not great. A lot of some attacks went to die through him. Just wasn't really firing on all cylinders. But as you, as we go into this game, you look at, you look at who they're playing. This is uh, Jason Anderson. And I talked about this in the press box yesterday at the spirit game. It's one thing to sort of roll out uh, your depth against the last place team when you're a good team because the difference in your depth is, is is somewhat different, and you know that the rest of the team will perform to your standards. But when you're DC United right now, sure, all of a sudden you found yourself 10th in the power rankings and 6th in the East, but it it feels very precarious. It does not feel like it does not feel like we're we're supposed to be there. Like things have happened and we're there, so it, we're supposed to be there. But it just does not feel like you're a gr- really good team yet. You're kind of just figuring it out. So rolling into this and saying, yeah, what's I don't know how long Pedro Santos has. Uh, but we'll roll Samake out there again to start and maybe bring in Santos in the last 15 minutes. Um, but it did not go well. The first the first 45 minutes did not go as according to plan, as Wayne might have hoped it would have against the team in Toronto's position. Well, you know, I, I think it's... I, I'm maybe going to... I 
sort of agree with the exception of Samake. And I think I've talked about, it, I think he, we'll get to him in a minute. I, I think, I think it's fine to say we're just getting some guys off injury. They've just been released. They've been trading for a little bit, but they're not completely match fit yet. Some of the, I mean, Nahar has been out for at least a couple of weeks now. Um, Funtas, obviously, you know, we thought he was fine. He picks up an injury. You don't want to, you know, throw him out unnecessarily. And I think it's fine to say, look, you know, we're, we're, this team has, this group has come together. They've played well. And, you know, I want to show that I'm going to reward good performances. And, um, and I think the team to come out like that flat. And I think, again, I, I think it was fine for him to reward that situation. It was fine for him to go do that. You've got a team like Toronto that's that's been poor. It's fine to say, hey, we've got, you know, but also recognize, I think it was more of a, hey, we've got some depth coming back. We got some guys coming back. That should be starters. Go show me you still want to be out there. Like you guys go out and put it out a good performance. Like, you know, you're going to, you know, we're going to make my decision hard. So I think it was fine. I think it was fine on that front to reward that performance. You've also got a game on Wednesday coming up that I think is like you can lose this game and it's it sucks. It stinks, but it's not going to kill you. Losing against Montreal coming up at home um, would be, I think, even worse. So I think the decision, I think if they did not have a game on Wednesday, I think maybe you see a different, you see maybe a, uh, some changes. You see some guys, maybe Funtas does step right back into that lineup. Maybe Santos does step back in for Samake. Um, but I think the fact that you had that game on Wednesday, it was, it, I think it was maybe a, a bit of a roll of the dice, um, but I think it was also message sending for the a reward for a team that had really come together and really played well. And I think Derek Williams talked about it on Thursday. Like, you know, yeah, it's good to have like a solid, you know, who who's back there, you know, who, who's going to be there. So, um, but I think overall, I think, you know, as, as Wayne Rooney pointed out, 11 players on the field, no one really played spectacularly. I'd say there was one good moment before the sub. And that was Chris Durkin over the top to Benteke uh, for a very difficult finish. And he nearly puts it on. If that's like an inch more to the right, uh, that's slotting probably into that into that right corner of the goal. Um, instead, it hits right on uh, right on Sean Johnson's uh, chest. So um, I, I'd say the one positive from this game is that, yes, DC didn't play well, but they never really were completely run off the table. They were never really out of it. I think there was just some some bad individual breakdowns uh, for the team. So speaking uh, well, uh, a, a positive outcome, I think Tyler Miller once again shows he is a confident player. He is doing he is doing the thing. He is still running around like a chicken with its head cut off as 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 advised and required <laughs> by his manager. Um, makes a big save in the second minute that could have easily been a goal. He he was called on a couple times. The goals that did occur were not his problem, were mm-hmm. not really his responsibility. So again, uh, I, I want to make sure that we call it out. I think that too often during the Hamid area we didn't we we didn't really call out what was a good performance <laughs> because we're so used to it. But uh Tyler Miller did well, uh, certainly. Although interestingly I'm curious about this. We'll see if this happens. I'm always bench players that randomly share uh, the the like the team promo for the next game on their Instagram usually means they're going to start. So like if a Hayden Sarges all of a sudden shares the the, <laughs> the mid game, he's going to start. Alex Bono shared the post on his Instagram for the Wednesday game. So I'm here to bet you a dollar that he's going to start on Wednesday. This is my unofficial bet uh, that's based solely on Instagram. So we'll see if I'm right. Hey folks, quick break in the action to talk to you about the show's sponsor today, Monday Development. Everybody knows the three rules 
of real estate are location, location, location. But how can you decide on the best professional to serve your needs? For the past 20 years, Money Development has assisted clients, investors, and landlords with real estate and property management services throughout the DMV. For more information, check out mondydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com. Uh, that seems like that seems like a really I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, maybe we'll it's see. sending him, giving him some minutes. Maybe it's giving him a rest. They do have a tough. I mean, they have a I think a stretch of games that are not I mean, that are not, you know, winnable. You know, Inter Miami, of course, is bottom of the table. So we got a bottom of the table match coming up on, on the third. And then, of course, we've got a road game against Atlanta the next week. Uh, after that, I had to roll them in the Toronto game. I would have rolled them against his old team. Yeah, the two of those personally, but. Yeah, that, that, that might have made a bit more sense. I don't know. Maybe the maybe it's about keeping guys fresh. You know, goalkeepers normally don't need to be run out. Right. I don't know why you would take that risk, especially after the performance he put up. But we'll see. Um so before the before the goal in the fourteenth minute, uh I I wrote down here in the notes that uh Richie Larea was torching Samake over and over again like barbecue on the right on, on the right on Toronto's right side on DC United's left hand side. Uh, he was beating him for pace. Uh, he wasn't doing a great job at tracking back when the ball when when he was pushing forward a little bit, and it was it was becoming very obvious that something was going to have to change there. That a goal was going to come from that side at some point, um, and it came in the 14th minute. It didn't come on that side, but Toronto scored off of an insignia corner. Corner, DeAndre Kerr got space from both Samake, Klitsch, and Williams. I think Samake, I would say Samake lost his man a little bit at the top of the box. He ran towards the goal. Uh, Click did not pick him up. Williams was off a little bit. Maybe it wasn't his particular spot. Uh, but that was Toronto's first goal in 419 minutes, which is never what you want to concede. Yeah. That's never, that's never a good thing to happen, but that's what, that's how, that's how it occurred. Yeah. And I mean, I thought, I thought DC kind of weathered the storm, so to speak a little bit. And I thought, you know, we need to, I, I, this is a game definitely where I thought if, if DC gets a goal first, Toronto are going to, cause they're, they're, they're in a bad spot for a reason because they just have not been able to be mentally strong. Um, and you know, they, if, if, if DC finds a way to get a goal first, that can, that can really, you know, that can set off the booze in the crowd that can demoralize the team that can really set off. If, if Toronto gets a goal first, it's going to be insanely difficult for DC to come back because that gives them the boost that gives them the energy. And they're like, Hey, let's go, let's go prove, let's go prove that article wrong that we can be a, that we can be a good team. So no one's vaping on the field today. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that first goal was really was really killer. Um, you know, again, it's it, it, I, I mean, it's all the defensive breakdown. I think Sabake loses gets the primary blame because he loses his man. I, I think I think we've learned. I think we've learned the limits uh, uh, limits of Sabake. Uh, he is a spot starter at best, maybe against a maybe a slightly weaker opponent. Because I mean, at the end of the day, Toronto's not like talent wise. They're not a bad team. Right. They are. They and Sydney's a good player. Sapong has been a noted DC killer. I think the most surprising thing out of this night is that he did not have a goal at all yep. from <laughs> from this he, game. He factored in a different way, but he certainly did not score. Yeah, um, he, <laughs> almost a, a moment. Almost, yeah, almost a moment where he, uh, I think, of the second half, he almost caught uh, Tyler Miller sleeping. That would have been just a picturesque uh, Sapong goal to give up. Which is Sapong just em- embarrasses us. I think it's like a, it's like almost a, a vindictive. You didn't take me, so now I'm going to embarrass you every time. Um, Every time we play, uh, but yeah, bad, bad goal to get up again. Uh, decent opportunity, uh, decent opportunity you have here in the Twitter. The only, the only real big moment I remember was the, was the ball from, um, 
ball that wasn't played by O'Brien. I believe that was played by Durkin in the 44th minute. I don't recall this this 24th minute moment. Maybe you can tell me a bit with that. The 24th minute, yeah, that was uh, that was uh, t- Ted had an opportunity running in on goal, and Benteke was calling for the ball, and he held it, and he held it, and he held it. And oh then he yeah, no, after yeah, it was yeah, offside. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was like a, that was like a two on two situation. It probably should have should have occurred, but yeah, Ted Ted really Ted really did not have. I I think he. He's showing maybe a little bit of his limits as still a young player. Um, I think this is something that he's going to grow into. Again, a great match against against Philly a couple weeks ago. This match again was sort of, I think, sort of similar in a way to his performance against LA, in which just not there wasn't a whole lot of action. There was maybe some good dribbles, maybe a couple, you know, good moments. And then he gets moments like that where it's like he gets kind of caught, you know, do I play Venteke or do I go for it myself? And as a player, you need to be maybe a bit more have a bit more of a split second, um, split second type decision um, on that front. So yeah, not a, not, not, not a great moment again. And you right here, the, and, and then, you know, Toronto was very threatening. They were definitely sitting back, absorbing pressure. They would press a little bit and canals canals and O'Brien, I think had a couple really almost bad giveaways in this game uh, that almost led to the led to big goals uh, for, for Toronto. Um, thankfully the team recovered well enough to stop them defensively. Yeah, uh, Wayne, Wayne trying to make lemonade out of lemonade or some lemonade out of some lemons here, making three changes, bringing on Santos, Nahar, and Taxi. Uh, they almost scored there at the in the, in the dying minutes of the forty-five uh, with clicks. Took a shot, Johnston parried it. Nahar had a header and then hit it into someone that was at an offside position. So that was again, it got dangerous again, right right there uh, off from, from the jump. But you said it before. Wayne said, "If I had eleven subs to make, I'd have made eleven subs." Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. he didn't. I mean, I still think there were players that were, you know, worse, worse off. Um, I think that's he's definitely conjecturing because we said Tyler Miller was pretty good. I don't think you can blame him uh, for either one of the goals. Um, you know, I thought Benteke again still makes that run to get that opportunity before the sub. Let's talk about the subs because I think that got that got some some interesting, yeah, uh, cri- the, the interesting criticism. Are you okay with the move? I love it. You- I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's Jose Mourinho shit. It is. It is like, listen. I can I can only do so much during uh, the game, right? I I had an inter an a interview that's lost to time that will never be heard with Miroslav uh, with uh with Click, saying basically like I don't care about what managers do during the game. I don't care if they're not standing up. I don't care if they're not gesticulating. They don't do anything except for make subs and talk at halftime and set us up ahead of time. So the only things Wayne can do to sort of during the during that during that time sort of set the expectations like. This is not okay. We need to change things. Is to make this up when he made it. I don't, you know, maybe some some people were saying maybe ten minutes earlier. I'm, I'm sure. I bet that there. I bet that he was not necessarily prepared to warm all his players up to throw them in that. I think, like he didn't have them warming up in the 25th minute, <laughs> so it took a little bit of time. But I'm I'm glad he did it. I think it was you. You'd hope that it would fire the team up for the second half, and I think arguably it did. Yeah, I mean, I'd say I I, I thought after the goal they they definitely played a little bit. They played a little better, um, and then again, but it still like wasn't good enough. They were still giving up some opportunities. I think he was just more upset about the flat performance and how they looked um, leading into that, and then giving up the goal. Um, I think again was he he knew. I mean, he knew you're a bad team playing bad, and you give up and you score a goal that can really be a, a motivating a motivating factor for a team, especially when there's all this news, all this criticism from the fans. It, you're in a you're in a prove them wrong type mentality. I think a lot some people kind of point out said, why do you make the subs, you know, wait till halftime, you know, then, you know, the coach can basically go into halftime and prepare. If you're Bob Bradley, you know, you look at that bench and you know that you've got three or four subs that are coming on of guys 
that can that can make a difference, particularly Santos, Funtas, um, and Nahar. So those are like those are the three guys you know are coming into this game at some point because they're very big difference makers. I am sure Bob Bradley had those dudes prepared. I don't think it made that much of an impact. I think that's a little bit like some people get a little bit too into the I don't know if it's like the 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 halftime game mentality or like think it's like, you know, they they really try to suss out like mentally certain things um uh and and i don't know it just, it just seems like to me that 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 th- that really wouldn't have made much of a difference i think bob rally would have prepared him for this prepared probably for those guys to start maybe yep. you know and and i think the team would have been prepared they would have known what to expect from these guys um so and, and almost immediately in the second half tyler miller almost gets in trouble with a pass back to him cj spong pressures and he almost deflects it into the net. So that there has been uh, open conjecture on on DC United Twitter about when is the when is the first time that Tyler Miller has a uh oh moment and it results in a goal. Uh, some people are saying August. I think it's got to happen this year. There's got to be a boo boo here at some point. Like he's he's on a knife's edge the whole time he's playing. So it certainly is possible. And then the other thing that's funny is that uh, Pedro Santos got kicked early in the second half and starts limping around. That man cannot get through ninety minutes without limping. It just is impossible. <laughs> he he gets kicked and something happens every single time. Yeah, hopefully we'll we'll see we'll see in the next couple of weeks if maybe um, Mohanad can come in and maybe relieve. It was not anticipated that he would be, I think, a week out week week out starter. I think it was anticipated that he would yeah. be a a bench player, a depth player. He's he your was, Samake. He's your hopeful Samake versus Samake, basically, and a much better Samake at that front, right. like a much worse, a much more polished Samake. Um, so, obviously, go ahead. I was just talking about the second goal. The second goal was something. I, I recommend going back and watching it, particularly watching the longer highlights, so, so seeing the run of play. Insignia actually gets the gets the play started in his own half uh, and then busts it down the line. So Insignia switches play to, who do I have it hit written here, uh, to the right flank. He runs down the left, receiving the cross, squaring to Kosi Thompson, who's 20-year-old defender, scoring his first goal of the season. If you watch this again, you'll see Samake, or not Samake, you'll see Dahomey uh, sort of just loafing back uh, on the yeah. loafing back on the back end, not running, not running at all, not matching Insigne, which is certainly if you're him, he's the danger man. You have you have to have eyes on him. You have to make an effort, and he didn't. He just coasted then and 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 left that play to happen. If he hadn't done that, if he had if he had gotten physical and matched him up, that play probably would not have occurred. So just something to keep an eye on. Yeah, again, and I'm not sure. I knew Dahomey came in. I'm not. I have to go back and watch. I'm not sure where the flip was. Whether that was his responsibility or Nahara's responsibility too. Um, I, I I need to go back and figure out where he, he was, was close on. enough. He was the he was the one that was in the close spot. I think that he might have. I, I I don't have it in the highlights if Nahar had pressed up and that's where the ball was lost. But he was the he was the guy quite clearly that was tasked with you know tracking back and he did not. Yeah, and it's I, we, we've talked about this a lot with Dahomey. I mean, he's I, I think a, a serviceable offensive player. Uh, we I think we need to start rethinking whether we whether we give him any defensive responsibilities or whether yeah. he is no a, more wing back. Yeah, no more wing back. Uh, shift formation. Keep him up top. Make sure he is not covering covering the back line because that goal comes from again it's just bad DC getting caught up front trying to press for the goal which you know happens and then they just get caught on a bad bad break of form and I think that was the real uh, the real backbreaker when you knew that this game this game was well and shut um, I don't think there was really much way back they did get a goal of course they did press and get opportunities um, there were there were a couple threatening opportunities. There were some good opportunities. I think uh, click. I think it was a clicker. O'Brien had like a really nice shot that uh, O'Brien, from outside, yeah, from O'Brien from outside the box that nearly went into the back of the net. Um, but overall, it was just. I mean, it was. 
it wasn't a bad performance, but it wasn't good enough if you want to go out and try to come back in this game. I think that that's 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 the that's the overall thoughts I have in this game. I, I don't think this team was this was a such a poor performance that you know that you absolutely like nobody should write home. I don't think it, I, I think you know certainly Rooney's frustrated because I think he saw this as an opportunity to really staple and move up the standings. And I think I think a lot of that frustration is coming from the fact of how poor the first half was. Um, but again, it wasn't a and again, you know, I, I still like the fact that this team finds a way to sort of battle back and keep themselves in games. You know, they don't hang their head. They don't this game. If this game's three nothing, we're having a much different conversation. Uh, but it finishes it finishes two one. Let's let's get to the you want to get to the goal. <laughs> I also want to talk about Kanaus uh, yeah. colliding with CJ Sapong and then oh, hitting right, the ground right, yeah. in the sixty first minute. Uh, quite clearly concussed, knocked out. His arms were straight out for a minute, which is the telltale sign of having your brain uh, short out. Luckily, he was subbed off. He did not want to be subbed off. The doctor on scene was basically like, "Sorry, <laughs> you you got knocked out. You're you're going to leave the field now." And I th- they played for like five minutes down a man trying to figure out sort of what they were going to do. That Was that the Dahomey sub that came on and they shifted? What yeah. was the move? Yeah. Okay. It that was Dahomey. Sense. Dahomey came on. And that also, I think that also leads to why the goal happens. Um, because Knaus, as we've talked about, is is underratedly crucial for this team as far as where he plays in that number six role. And, you know, knock on wood, let's hope this is not a we'll see what happens, I guess, on Wednesday. I'm sure he'll get checked out. If they think he's, you know, they think he somehow miraculously survives without a major concussion and he doesn't have any issues, sort of memory recollection or very clearly with a concussion. I I could see him not playing, though. I could see Durkin slotting into that role and then you slot either Dahomey or or Nahar out or probably be Nahar out on that right side um, would be my would be my would be my guess. He cleared the questions at the time, but I would I agree with you. I think there's no harm in saying we can we can we can live without you here against Montreal at home or hopefully can hopefully can <laughs> hopefully can. he's crew. He's big. He's big for this team. Sure. And I think, I, I think that goal, I, I'm not going to say like the middle wasn't like the major problem point, but he is a guy that because of the role he's played, he's allowed to sort of sit back and that's where he's comfortable. And I think if he, he would recognize, I feel like in that six role, he would recognize the situation and what he, what he does so well is he helps cover he recognizes where the team is weakest in a split second and goes and covers that position and prevents a lot. There are a lot of chances that never become major chances because he's playing that kind of six destroyer role. So um, unheralded from him, I think Canals is, is one of the one of the players on this team that does not get the credit yeah. he deserves. He gets a slight mention from like Matt Doyle occasionally, but um, the, the Tyler Adams role, or if you really understand the game, you recognize his importance. DC United scores in the 87th minute. Uh, we got a Pedro Santos corner. The ball fizzes out the click with a side volley. Uh, and then it goes to Derek Williams, who puts it on goal. Benteke stabs at it. Uh, Sean Johnson kind of half saves it and drops it. And then Benteke taps it in. Yeah, this one, that this, was, one this one went to VAR and and could have and could have been overturned. But I think the fact I think, you know, there's a lot. And, and actually cre- credit to the referee, because it could have been very easily to if he blows the whistle and says Sean Johnson had control of the ball and um and Christian Menteke flicked it you know catch it and I think without VAR I think maybe he makes that call but I think because he maybe sees a slight move and he's like well I'm just gonna let it go and I think because there's that slight move on the ball where it's very clear that Johnson does not have full control of the ball uh that then Menteke stabs at home so uh now I, I want to credit we, we talk a lot at this I think there were a lot of people that were Upset about the referee performance from DC, um, he was fine. He, yep. I really was fine. He did not. 
he did not have a, a poor game in my front. I, the, the, some people wanted, I think, a red. Uh, I heard at least one person wanting a red for Sapong on that play on Canals, nope. which nope. you need to recognize when something's intentional and like actually dangerous to win. I, it's just an unfortunate part of the game. And, and um, something I think in five years, in five years, five, ten years, I think we're going to have every single soccer player you're going to see is going to have like the little like rubberized headgear. I think that's something that's coming at this point. Rugby style. Yep. Nahar had a chance to tie it up in the ni- in the 90th minute. He had a header from six yards, kind of on mark, pushes it wide to the right. Wasn't commented on very much. Did it take a deflection? It took a deflection. They so it was a corner? It. It, was, it was a corner after that. So it took a deflection. What it was on, it was on frame. Could have, could have done it just if it got past. It didn't. Um, and that, that's it. The, the quote here from Rooney that sort of sums it up is that he didn't like the performance at all. We were complacent. Maybe as a team, we're thinking we're better than we actually are. It's no good doing it for two to three games. You have to do it consistently. And tonight we weren't to the level, which I know we can get. So not really a trap game, just a matter of he maybe felt like they didn't take the team as seriously as they needed to considering who we are and who they are. They're, they're a team that's underperforming with a roster that should be doing much better. We're a team that is maybe at, we're, we're, where we were right then sort of not necessarily over overperforming, but we're, we're, we're above our, we're at or above our talent level. Toronto is way below it. So that's the way it went. And that's fine. Like you said, this doesn't sink our season. It's dumb not to get points against this team, but it's on the road. Anything can happen. Um, Montreal is a big game to make sure that you write the ship so that we're not writing a new narrative here of we got lucky and now we're, now it's back to normal again. Especially coming up with two away games. Like this is your last home game now for the next couple of weeks. I don't think they're back home until I'm going to make a wild stab and guess like after the 31st. It's like sometime on like the 20th or 17th. I forget when I know because I, I know they have the they're they're away to um, to enter Miami and then, of course, away to to Atlanta. So a way to enter a way to Atlanta and then home against Salt Lake on June 17th, June 17th. So, yeah, this is the, this wild. is your yeah, this is your last home game before that time period. And, you know, Miami, Miami are certainly another team that's that's underperforming. They're basically holding out. I think the good news is that you are getting in before the summer window when they either get uh they get Lito Messi or they give up on Lito Messi and they go get someone else. Um, so right now there are four teams trying to figure out they're not bottom of the table as other teams have kind of have kind of risen up. So another opportunity to go out and get uh, three points. We played well against Miami. So I I I so I, I think if you get if now let's let's game out. What what is what is successful? What is a successful next three, weeks three games from those three games? When against let's go ahead and start to say when against Montreal. Gotta win your home games. Montreal are a good bad team. They're right below us in the standings. They are certainly a lot better now than they have been. They are still not a great team, and they've still struggled. So, I'll take um, four or five points out of these three out of these three matches. Four or five points. Win against Montreal. I think a draw against Inter is very achievable. I think a draw against Atlanta on the road is a challenge. So I'm so I'm thinking maybe four points out of the, out of nine. Yeah, That's probably what I'm thinking. Four points. That would probably be, I mean, decent. And then you go home, obviously, and hope you can beat Salt Lake. Um, and then you get Cincinnati again, Nashville. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a there aren't a lot of cupcakes here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there aren't really just that's the way the league is going this year. I mean, the East as a whole is just like, I mean, Prepared. yes. Yeah, the, the East is like it's like there's certainly an upper echelon right now. And then it's just like I have to go back and look. I, I think I looked. It's like we are like four points from like being last. Like we could conceivably lose these like next three. Games we are and- four points from being last and we are. uh, A lot more points away from being top. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 14 it's, points it's, from top. Yeah, so it's I mean, it's like basically from 
really, I mean, you talk about like the three points. It's basically from fifth on. It just gets and obviously since he's just absolutely destroying everybody and not really playing that like not really playing that well, which is crazy, um, which is crazy to think about. They are basically running away with the supporter shield right now. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think this is a big game to, to get points to kind of push back up and then we'll see what happens on the road. I think I think a win against Miami is achievable. Uh, Miami are not a good team. They are a team that is struggling. They have five wins and nine losses. They have no uh, draws, no draws All season. Yeah. It's a Hernan Lasada uh, philosophy <laughs> of win or lose. No draws. Not allowed. Sa- same thing with Montreal. Who have yeah, six wins and eight losses. <laughs> no draws. What's the commonality? Uh, yeah, what's the what's exactly? <laughs> so I mean, hopefully, I think this is an opportunity to bounce back. I'm sure if I am if I'm Montreal, I may be upset that DC dropped that game against Toronto because now it's like they're going to bounce back and want to and want to you know close it out, get a get a two get a six pointer against a conference foe, um, which is what we, you want to look for. We said that they're they're very close from bottom. They're also six points from third. Yeah. It's, they are, we have a game in hand on many of the teams above us in the table. And the challenging thing is going to be for when we, 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 we mentioned that what the run looks like here, uh, Cincinnati is going to probably be a loss. Nashville's going to probably be a loss. Dallas is playing pretty well in the West. Uh, so is that home or away for Dallas? Dallas is away. Oh, so we don't do well normally. Is that, is that the July Fourth game? They always that is the July Fourth. They always we always play them. I feel like we always play them like July. It 4th. is, and it never goes well uh, yeah. <laughs> for us. So, so I think maybe four points isn't enough from these three games. Yeah, maybe maybe they need to be maybe hoping for six. Maybe they hope to get a win against uh, both Montreal and, and Inner, and then say it's probably going to go badly in Atlanta. It usually does, but uh, Cincy, Nashville, and Dallas looks like no points to me. So. Both all all well since he's at home because we already since played he's at home Nashville and Dallas are on the road. So I I would say I would hedge to bet if you, if there's a game you want to go out and try to win it's probably that Cincy game if you're looking at it like that's a home out game. out of those gotta, three yeah out of those three <laughs> like you got to figure out a way to get a win there um, and then I don't know then just hope for your best I don't think Dallas Dallas is a good team but they're not they're not run they're not like they're not running around to everybody and they certainly haven't they've put out some good performances but they have not been like an overly good team. Um, and I think there are three points from the top and the, in, in the West, again, is weird in, too. in the West, in the West is weird too, man. It's, it's conferences are weird, man. It's it, MLS is always, always has one conference better than the other. I'm not sure which one I'm really not sure which one, which conference is better at this point. It's all kind of a congealed mess, but uh, let's get, let's get to the, to the latest news, which is also yeah. on, uh, on Lewis O'Brien with the premier league season is over. It's ended. Um, congratulations to Everton for staving off their from their club, surviving at least another year before maybe if they drop off, uh, the finances will get very, very bad for for Everton. Um, so congratulations to them for staying up. But uh, Premier League season, obviously Nottingham Forest stayed up. There was a weird a post from Pablo Maurer saying if Nottingham Forest were relegated, then that uh, the, the purchase price would drop significantly on Lewis O'Brien. Now that they're staying up, I don't think that purchase price will drop at all. I think it'll stay pretty much where it's at. And I think the real the real question is, can this team get, you know, can this team get uh, Nottingham Forest uh, another uh, to extend the loan? I think the extending loan is is the big thing, and I think that will to me that will indicate it what where this team where this team can go this year if they can get this loan extended, if they can somehow convince Nottingham Forest, convince Lewis O'Brien to do this. And I think, I think also it's going to be hard for Lewis O'Brien because, you know, the moment to prove yourself uh, 
right. is, in that pre- is in that preseason. So he and he wants to get back. Um, I, They're going to need to give him a message saying, like, we don't think you're there. We don't think you're there as a starter for our team. If you want to play, if you want minutes, uh, uh, th- this is not the way forward for you. Maybe it's better for you overall to keep, yeah, to keep at it here at DC United. So that's the hope, and and also that that's something he wants to do. The Rooney's quote was, "Of course, we'd love to keep him, but ultimately, it's up to Nottingham Forest. It would be a huge loss if we do have to lose him." Agree. Not not really saying anything there, but but admitting the obvious. I I, I do hope I do hope there is a mindset on, okay, we've got at least like three or four ovens and, you know, three or four uh, meals in the fire, so to speak, that we can jump to if this, uh, if this, uh, if, if this Nottingham Forest, and I'm sure says, nope, we want him back. He's played great. We want to give him an opportunity. Let's, let's bring him back. So um, I don't know. Uh, that's going to be, that's going to be the real, uh, that, that's going to be the real story this off season. And, you know, we're coming up on that. Uh, we got a month with another month away until the transfer window opens. Uh, and I think this team is a team that needs to, they did not get, I think the hall, they got a good haul last off season. Uh, I think the deadline deadline day was a little bit disappointing considering their targets. It always is. Yeah. <laughs> now, but now, but now it's the summer window. Now it's it's a lot. There's a lot more, lot more openings. There's a lot more players available, with particularly where they're looking. Chelsea has 30 spare players that they don't need on their <laughs> on their roster because they've got 45. So go after go after. No, don't, actually, don't go after Christian Pulisic. I don't want him here. But you know, <laughs> I'll take him. Dead cannot. That's fine. I would say fine to that. Uh, so we got a game on Wednesday. Big game, home game. Go do it. Wednesday games are always sparsely attended. Go to it if you can. Yeah, man, it's it's. I, I considered it when it was dog night. Um, I, then I quickly recollected you can bring your dog to the to the game. Apparently, it's the pup mm. night. So, yep, go out, have fun. Um, all right, folks. I think that's going to do it. I uh, hope you enjoyed. Hope you all listening live enjoyed this uh, 10 a.m. version. Never to um, be done again. Ever again. You witness history. <laughs> Uh, patreon.com slash RFK refugees. You heard Ted's show on Friday. I should be back to doing my thing on Friday. I was traveling to New Hampshire and, and uh, just having a weird, weird day that I could, I could have a whole podcast about how weird my day was on Friday, but that's, that's the higher Patreon tier. <laughs> that's the one where I could lose my job. So this super high Patreon tier. Uh, and, uh, yeah, join that. We appreciate anybody who does that. It's, it's, it's a fun little second thing that is only, it's only for patrons. It never comes back on our main feed. So there's, yeah. there's some, some stuff that only you get. Yep. Yep. And y'all, I mean, you guys, when you guys sign up for it, you guys tell us what you like. And if you want more, we're, we're definitely going to try to do some more, do some more content. The reason we, we got with the reason we started doing this and we're the reason we're trying to keep up doing the Friday show is that you guys show us that you like it with your support. Um, so that's definitely why we, we keep, we keep doing it. So, all right. Um, that's going to do it. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. We will catch you guys uh, next week and stick around on the live show. We're going to talk spirit. So vamos, vamos. Thanks again to our show sponsor, Monday development available to help you with all of your real estate needs to get started on your next real estate investment. Visit mondaydev.com. That's M U N D Y D E V.com.